and welcome back to Friday Takeaway. I'm Abigail Summerfield. And I'm Chantelle Morton. Welcome. Welcome. We have got a phenomenal guest with us this morning. Thrilled to have Maxine Laceby, co-founder of Absolute Collagen, the Times fourth fastest growing business and the UK's uh, most acclaimed liquid, first liquid collagen supplement. Um, her business is just seven years old and you are phenomenally successful. We want to welcome you this morning to our podcast and let's talk about how you've got here today. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, um, our pleasure. Yeah, really lovely. And um, wow, what a introduction. I've got to look behind. Is that me? <laughs> it is you. Let's talk about this. So you have a great business model that we'd like to talk about in our podcast. We always want to talk about um, the future of businesses, how they've come to be here today. Your story is really unique. Tell us, for people that don't know about Absolute Collagen, tell us how you got here today. Wow, so I'll try and keep it really, really short. Um, I got to 50, so I'm 57 now. About 49 I was at the time. And my youngest daughter just passed a driving test and I didn't have to do the school anymore. And I was like, brilliant, what shall I do? And I decided to do a fine art degree. The first year of that fine art degree, I did a project called Dare to Go Bare. And I stripped all my makeup, let my hair go grey, had it cut really short because I had long dark, grey, long, dark hair, curly. And I did it for four months and I wore really, really dowdy clothes, leggings and T-shirts. And the reason behind it is, would I disappear as a woman of a certain age? Would I disappear in people's vision if I did that? What it made me realise is how desperately insecure I was about who I was and what I looked like. And it really saddened me. My inner monkey kept putting myself down in my head. And I just it just made me so sad. And... I'd wake up every day and I'd put this make-believe onesie on. That onesie was Maxine. And it's really amazing that I created a skincare brand, you know, because I'd put this onesie on. And I looked at myself emotionally, physically and spiritually. And the first physical thing I did is I started making and drinking my own bone broth. Mm. Whenever I let the bone broth settle, a jelly would form on top. And my friend's like, what are you doing? Because you look amazing. You started off looking a bit rough, but you look great. I said, you know, I reckon this bone broth stuff. Darcy, purely by coincidence, was studying food science. It was obviously collagen supplements of food. Um, and we looked into it and we realised it was the collagen, the, the jelly was the collagen. Then we, then I just wanted to bring it to me and my friends. We wanted the maximum collagen, the minimum, minimum dose and didn't have to keep it in the fridge and we wanted it as cost effective as possible. And that really is how Absolute Collagen was born. Wow, yeah. like from a university project yeah. and you really discovering yeah. the new Maxine and, yeah. and your identity. Yeah. Phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so tell us now about you and I've read articles um, and interviews with you in the past where you always want to be and bring the best version of yourself mm -hmm. to anything. You're self-sufficient, you're fearless. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about that, in, especially as a woman in business. Mm. So I've always been self-sufficient, I've always been fearless and I think that comes from a misplaced childhood where I was on my own a lot. Um, I had to be self-sufficient, whether it was emotionally or physically. So I had to walk in a room, I had to read the room, how am I safe, who can I trust? And even, I remember the iron blowing up, and we couldn't afford a new one, I was about nine. 
and it wasn't just the plug. It, I took the back of the iron off. I wrote the, the diagram of what it looked like. I stripped all the wires and I put it back and the iron worked. I was so proud of myself. And so I've always had that. And I operate on fight or flight. It's who I am. I, I, I can't be any other way. Um, and it's just who I am. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't fear fear. I embrace fear and I quite like the feeling. It's a bit scary, really. I like that standing on the side of something and, and thinking, shit, what if I jump? What, what? And I always, but I guess my, I'm considered. So, what is the worst thing that can happen? I crash to the bottom or I saw. Mm -hmm. So, you, so I do consider the risks, but generally I do still take them. Um, and I did that in business, you know, I, I created a uh, formula in my kitchen, launched it into a market that didn't exist, nobody believed in me, I had no business experience, neither did Darcy, we went under the radar absolutely all the time. And I think alongside that resilience and lack of fear, it's ensuring we always do the right thing. It's very, very simple. We never, ever cut corners. We do the right thing every single time, whether it's for us, for the team members, for the absoluters, for our business. Just do the right thing. It makes life so easy. And that's kind of... I, I'd say that's definitely part of our success. You've described it um, as your superpower mm. in the past. Um, how has that, in terms of setting up your business, been challenged? So I'm ADHD. Um, and I'm dyslexic and I discovered I was possibly ADHD and I went to university at 50 and I got diagnosed properly last year. When I went back to um, my children and said, they think I'm, I'm ADHD, they went, yeah, well, God, we kind of knew that. And I always say ADHD is my superpower because it enables me to be really hyper focused. So when I find something, I am Oh my God, far more focused than anybody. But what I will caveat there is there's a lot of people, and there's things that have happened in my life that is not a superpower. My ADHD's got me in trouble. So it's not, an, it's not a superpower for everybody in mm. every part of their life. And as I've got older, I've learned to work with it. Mm. And absolute collagen would not exist if it wasn't for my ADHD. I know it wouldn't, you know. And my superpower of... Just getting shit done. You know, if I want to get from A to Z, even when I was like nine years old to today I'm 57, I will find a way. I don't care what's in the way, how far I've got to climb, how far I've got to go under, around, I will find a way and I will not give up. And I think that is exactly what we've done at Absolute Collagen. Do you remember the moment that you knew you were onto something? I knew I was on something within probably six weeks, eight weeks. My friends were like, what are you doing? Because, like, you look, your eyes are sparkly, your skin. I had a spring in my step. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And that was when I knew I was on something. Then when we researched, because this is the, you know, I had the, 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 the pot there, the jelly, and I was like poking, what is that jelly? What is that jelly? What is that jelly? What is that jelly? And I knew intuitively there was something in this and my, I was like I said I was making it for my friends that's when I knew okay we have to do something bigger here and it was never about creating a business it was never about making money it was about how can I bring this to as many people as possible to empower them to feel them their best to look their best and so that point of reference is always the product worked
I love that mantra. Is that still your mission statement? Which one? To feel their best and look their best. Yeah. We know that when someone feels their best, they look their best. When they look their best, they feel their best. I have no desire to look 21, and I never have done, right? I'm 57, and I'm really okay with that. I just want to be the best version of me. But I'm also very inclusive. And, you know, if someone wants to have work done, hey, knock yourself out. You do you. You know, you accept people for who they are. I just want... And also, I want a quick fix. You know, and something that's easy. I can take it every day. I don't have to keep it in the fridge. It's got the best amount of collagen in, the best ingredients. Ingredients are super, super important. Um, not all collagen is equal. And, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically it. Maxine, can you tell us about some of the... Um problems or pitfalls that you had trying to set it up in the early days what were what were some of the barriers it's really interesting you ask that because I get asked this a lot mm. and even my CEO keeps saying Maxine you make it sound really easy but it's because you forget you know I'm not I've always battled with stuff so when I overcome it I don't go oh my god that's brilliant I just go okay that's done because I'm used to it I think one of the biggest challenges, there's a few actually, um, I wanted to go direct to consumer. Back in 2017, nobody was direct to consumer and they still, I'm still direct to consumer now. And that was because everything we did was about her. I want her to be seen, to be heard, to be really acknowledged. I saw every absoluta as my mum at different decades of her life. And I never wanted her to be let down, ever. So the only way I could do that was going direct to consumer. Back in 2017, that was unheard of. You can't, you need the back of a big brand, you need to be in retail. And I'm like, well, I want to get to know her. So that, we overcome that by digital marketing. Um, even the blend. So we, it took us a, lot, a long time to get the blend right. Mm. So when you've got eight grams of collagen, which is basically the glue that holds you together, if you put a tiny bit of water in, it gloops. And I went to a blender, but I'd found two steps in my kitchen that Darcy and I would worked out to do over a long period of time. And I went to a blender who'd been blending for some big high street chemists for many 25 years. And he says, it's a stupid formula, it won't blend. I went, no, you're right, but this is what I do. And he phoned me back two weeks later and he had the decency to say, wow, well done you. <laughs> so that was, so there was a lot to overcome, mm -hmm. but they're just, you just get on with it. So digital marketing was one of them. Um, we decided, first of all, we were a bottle. That was messy because collagen's quite a syrup, quite thick. It's like honey. So we wanted it in a sachet because I wanted to be able to put it anywhere, in my bag, in my car. Mm. But, you know, it was about building relationships and we still use the same people today that we used on day one and they've helped us, you know. We, I went to see somebody, I said, this is what we want to do. You know, they helped us and I think relationships are really important. Um, packing. We used to pack... Uh, we used to have external, somebody ship it for us externally. And then we, I said, right, we're bringing it home because I want her. That, it was giving a step. Sending the uh, package, posting packing off to another company was putting a step between me and her. And I wanted that gone. Mm. So I brought the, the, the shipping home. And I think at one point we were sh shipping something like 4,000 a day from our house. Yeah. You know, we were just color breathing collagen. And I think we just had our heads down constantly in our laptops, in the garage packing, looking after people uh, on social media. We never had time to look up to see how we were doing. It was just... And we had no point of reference. So even when we got to turning over 10 million, 
Uh, we didn't know that was great. Uh, that's crazy, isn't it? Because we just kept on going and it was never our money. It belonged to our absolute and how can we best serve them, which is why we've gone on to launch our topical uh, deep lift skincare range. That's all about her. Yeah. How can we best serve her? Uh, so I think just by doing the right things for her, subscription was all about so she didn't have to keep another thing on her list, order absolute collagen. No obligation subscription, so she could cancel any time. All those things that everyone told me not to do, we did because it felt the right thing to do. But it didn't exist, like you said. No. It didn't. Nothing no. like that existed no. at that time. And you're seven years old. Yeah. That, we're we're talking now is yeah. huge. It is huge because and it works absolutely. And leading and have led. Yeah. So um, in terms of that, your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset is absolutely unbelievable can we talk about you've mentioned her your absoluta mm. that for us abby and i have talked about this is really unique as well that so many businesses forget their clients mm -hmm. forget their mm -hmm. customer base or they the customers move on mm -hmm. um can we ask you a bit about that because that for me feels really strong and you've you've said her 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 with such passion mm -hmm. and conviction Tell us about where that came from. I think it came from my own journey. I'd been let down by brands in the past. I'd reached out to them on social media. Nobody got back to me. I just thought I'd answer a simple question. I'd been locked into a subscription that went up every month. I was fuming, couldn't get out of it. And it was just about putting... She is the reason we exist. You know, there is no other reason we're here. And her journey had to be the best um, so I've got a CEO now, which is my decision to bring somebody in. She's phenomenal. She's 62, wears no makeup. She's insane. I love her. Um, so for my... And Darcy's the science. So France's CEO is the commercial. Darcy's the science. Me, what do I do? I'm the emotional intelligence. I have the absolute... Every decision that we ever make, I have the absolutists on one shoulder mm -hmm. and the team on the other because the team is equally as important. Mm. Our team members are phenomenal and I allow them to be. I want them to push their elbows. They've got to make mistakes. You have to give them space. Going to our absolutists, our absolutists and our team are very similar. I guess that comes from us. They're challenging. They're strong. They are respectful mm -hmm. and they don't, and they, well, they get shit done. They just get on with the job. All those things make a great team and a great absolutist and also being able to deliver that yourself. So I'm, yes, I am challenging. Yes, uh, I will ask questions, but I'm also very respectful. I think um, we talk at Friday Takeaway about what your, not your unique selling point, what's your unique creative point, your UCP. And I just want to push you a bit more on your absolutas, because for me that felt like a really interesting marketing flip. Um, tell us about how you kind of created this tribe, this community, and the importance of it to your business. I, we didn't know we were doing it. It was never intentional. It was literally just about making sure she was answered, she was listened to, she was seen. In fact, one of the first messages I had was quite ironic, and she said, um, somebody had put on this message on Facebook saying, oh, I've been taking this for four days and my hair feels softer. And somebody commented and said, that defies science. That can't be right. You know, your hair grows. And I said, you know what, you're right. 
You are absolutely right. I'm going to look into this. So I went on and I found a U the UK's top dermatologist, Eva Proudman, and I said, can you do some trials for us? She went, yeah, of course I will. She's still with us today. Did some trials and came back. And she said, well, yeah, what's happening? As soon as you take absolute collagen, it increases your sebum levels. Your sebum is travelling down the shaft of your hair. So it's your oils. So when you brush your hair or you touch your hair, it's going to make it smoother. So I've always acknowledged every comment. And I've not... A lot of people would have batted that off. You know, I thought, no, she's right. So it's about respecting. It's about acknowledging. So right on day one when we only had a couple of messages a week, I put somebody on it. Katie, our social butterfly, and she's still with us today. She answers all the messages. And it, it wasn't about creating a community. We didn't set that out to do that. We set out to do the right thing and to make sure people were seen and heard. That, that was really the basis of who we were. And why would we not answer them? It's rude to not answer. And so that's how it communicated. That's how it came to be. And then they'd share photographs. They'd share say We were the first ones to do that. We were the first ones to use real people. Mm. Now everyone's doing it. Because, you know, we'd, we'd do a photo. We'd send some photos off. Uh, or And they'd say, oh, we're just going to... Um, put this in into the system and we're going to take that line out. I'm like, no, 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 leave that line in. That line's supposed to be there. You know, we've got lines for a reason. And they really questioned me, like, you're a beauty brand. You can't, and I'm like, I can. I don't want to change anything. So we started using real absolutas. And even in our advert, it was all real absolutas. And I'm so proud of that. Um, and so, yeah, it's about them. It's about, it's their space. So it's a private Facebook group. We get asked time and time again to make it, open like most companies who have uh, a community it's an open space mm. ours is private for a reason it could be one of our biggest marketing tools but it's private because she feels safe and you get vetted to go in um and you get chucked off if you're rude you know it, it is but there's rude and there's rude isn't there i don't consider somebody challenging a question being rude um you know we're, we're allowed there we're allowed to be ourselves and our authentic selves and that's the community that we've had lovely friendships. They meet, they go out. I think we've had a, a marriage. Um, wow. I know, it's lovely actually. And I'll go in there in the evening and I'll sit there and I'll go on the Absolutist group and I just feel whole. It's my purpose. My purpose is for her to be seen and heard. And I think that goes back to when I did my Dare to Go Bear project. I didn't feel seen and I didn't feel heard, not only by the outside, but by myself. And so, yeah, it's just creating this special, special space. And um, it is special, incredibly special. Well, I was just going to ask, thinking, because that's an absolutely phenomenal achievement, but the fact that you've measured already that half on one shoulder is her and the other half is your team. Absolutely. And so thinking about the team yeah. side and instilling confidence in them. Yeah. Is there anything that you've learned so far that one of our listeners or any of our listeners could think, well, that's really going to help me lead my team? Is there something that you could share? First of all, lead by example. Okay. You know, and you don't have to be great at everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying to you guys, I did a talk a while ago and this guy said to me, have you got imposter syndrome? I went, nope, I'm shit at loads of stuff and I'm okay with that, right? I'm not great. I'm not the stuff I'm really not good at. And you have to see that in your team. And you need eclecticity. You need an eclectic team that think differently. If they all think the same, you're going to come up with the same results. And give them space. Allow them to breathe. I know my creative team, you know, I'll go out for a walk. You know, I have my best 
ideas when I'm running or walking or when I don't think I'm working, I'm cleaning, you know, allow them to be and don't just expect them to come up with it straight away. You know, it, sometimes it's a collective thing. You need different, you need to push and pull each other. And I'm very, we've been working on something today, actually, and I'm very in that. Um, and the CEO and the creative team, the brand team, and we're trying to come up with something and we'll all push and pull each other. And because it's all of us, it's not just one of us. And you have to empower your team to be. I never expect 100% from my team, ever. You know, why would I? I'm not, I don't expect 100% for myself, you know. I might try and give 120%. But I might only end up giving 70% because I'm knackered. And I think the same with the team. Don't expect too much of them. They're bloody human, right? They have a life. Before COVID, I used to say, you are expected to be in the office. There's seven days in a week. You're expected to be in the office five. Something's wrong. And I thought that then. If they're happy in their personal life, they'll bring that, that will transfer at work. And people have shit going on. Let them have some shit. Don't expect so much of them. And, and have fun. Jesus, have fun. You've got to have fun. And, you know, Darcy's my co-founder and daughter's brilliant at the culture. You know, creating a culture where... And I think the, the thing I'm most proud of in my team is the fact... I never call them staff, ever. I hate it when people say staff. We're a team. And the thing I'm most proud of is how committed they are to one another across teams. That's phenomenal. And somebody said to me once, I did a, a podcast just for Christmas, and she said, I'm adopted, and having children was phenomenal for me because I had something that was my own blood. Both my parents have passed away, and my adoptive parents have passed away, so it's just me and the girls. And I feel the AC is my family. I feel absolute collagen in my family. So... And I feel that if I, if I visualise, I'm a visualiser, absolute collagen, so there's a big tree or a big sachet, a big yellow sachet, and that sachet has loads of really deep roots and the roots of the team, you know, and look after them, allow them to breathe, allow them to make mistakes. They need to make mistakes because if they're not, if they're not pushing their elbows out and they're not trying, they, and they, they, if they don't make mistakes, they're not trying hard enough. And I say to them, you might come up with... 100 ideas and I might only use one of them that's fine because that one of them would be brilliant allow them to breathe we just um, released our trends report workplace trends yeah. report for 2024 and one of our stats is that 78% of employees believe that 2024 will see really good positive change Interesting. What's, what's coming what positive change mm. is coming for you Maxine I think there's a few things. If we talk about AI, first of all, sure. I think AI's always been recently, oh, it's going to be a replacement of human. No, it's not. It's going to be, you know, we, we use it within. It's, it's to be used together. You know, it's part, it's to empower us. I also think there's going to be, um, when it comes to AI again, there's going to be a need to know if you're at, you're chatting to a chat box, uh, AI, or you're chatting to human. I think that should be needed. Mm. I think within the workplace, I think, I think we've had a couple of years of people doing two days a week, slip into one day a week, and I don't think it's good for their mental health. I think they need... We're two days a week in the office, right? And it's not because we want to watch what they're doing, because I don't really want to watch what they're doing. I just want them to... We know that conversation by the coffee machine, when you're not talking about work, you get the idea, or you, you miss social cues if you're not looking at somebody. And I really think that's important. I think you'll see more people come back to the office, whether they like it or not. Mm. 
it's going to take really it's going to be hard for some generations especially the younger because they like they like being at home more mm. but i think they need to get out to see the social cues to feel a room you know all those things that intuition you can't pick it up online yeah. um i think that's going to be a big change and i think it's going to be hard but i think it's going to be positive at the end of it mm. that's that's what i think and i also think that team members team members getting a lot more respect a lot of companies are now realising, you know, Absolute Collagen would not be here for every single team member, and I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. Um, and they deserve to be respected. They deserve to be heard. They deserve to be listened to. And I think we're going to see a lot of bigger corporations realising that, that that's what they need. Culture is a word that gets banded around, and you either get it or you don't. I think culture is phenomenally important. Yeah. If somebody's in our business and they don't fit, and it's not they're wrong, we're right, it sits like a sore thumb and they feel uncomfortable. Mm. You know, we still act like a startup. You can come into our office on day one. You might not have met me. You might not have met Francis. You might have, you know, gone through uh, the CFO or the CBO or whatever to, to get to where you are. You wouldn't, unless you've been online, you wouldn't know who's who. And I love that. Yeah. Everybody in the office is equal. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as well. Yeah. And that kind of push for inclusivity, another 100%. important thing yeah. within the workplace. Yeah. And I think inclusivity is really important, but it's, it's also seeing it a little bit, a little bit further than that. So you give everybody the same opportunity, mm. but you also have to be aware some will pick it up and some won't. Yeah. And some will want to pick it up and some won't. You know. You might, you know, you might give them uh, all the opportunity to learn about AI and you give them all the same uh, training. But you have to realise that someone will need extra training, some won't. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's about that as inclusivity as well. Mm. I think that's really important. Mm. Tell us um, about you growing your business. I know you've grown your product range. Your absolutists are calling on that. Yeah. Tell us about how that came, um, uh, that you, you then were diversifying into your products. Yeah, so we, as I said earlier, we had a trichologist on board, yeah. um, and Eva is a phenomenal lady. And we, Darcy spends a lot of time talking to, surveying our absolutas. Mm. They don't always know what products they want, but they know what the issues are. Mm. And so one of them came back a couple of years ago that the hair was thinning. And we were like, well, we've got a trichologist. Surely we can do something about that. Yeah. So we created Absolute Collagen Hair Care range, which is phenomenal. It's for thinning hair. I use it, and I've definitely not got thin hair, but it holds my style, and I like that. Mm -hmm. And I've got psoriasis on the back, and it helps, it helps that. So it's phenomenal. The topical range, again, came around. I think Darcy sent out, I think there were 7,000 questionnaires that took about 40 minutes and the majority of which were answered. That was phenomenal. Because I we have it. a relationship. It forever. Really? To <laughs> I did it. Yeah, it was hard work. Yeah. Like, but this is good marketing. Yeah, you know, that wasn't about... It was about getting to know her more because, again, she doesn't know what products she needs. She knows, knows what her issues are. Mm -hmm. So the whole Deep Lift skincare range, whether it be the eye cream, which increases collagen by 143%, by the way, in clinical trials, uh, whether it's the day cream, the night cream, or the serum, which had already come out, it's about serving her. Yeah. Um, and we've got a couple of things in the background working on, always working on something. Mm. Uh, something quite exciting we've been working on for a couple of years. Um, but I will, we will never bring anything out unless we are a million percent sure it is better than anything out there. Yeah. So we're working on that and that is um, 
yeah, very, very exciting. Um, so watch this space. And finally, Maxine, yes. what's next for, for Maxine? Wow, what's next for Maxine? Do you know, I quite like not knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my, I love the not knowing. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, fearless. I'm, yeah, fearless. I do, I'm doing a lot of, I'm doing a list of 60 things to do before at the end of my 60th year. So I'm 57 now. So that can be anything from Kilimanjaro to, I've just cycled the Italian and French Riviera on my own, um, to taking on some of our absolutes on a walk to raising money for charities, all totally different things. Um, in fact, it's really weird. I found my bucket list from 2012, and on that was invent something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not start a business. <laughs> invent something. So I think I'm a bit of an inventor. So who knows? Watch this space. Um, I have written a book, and whether I release it or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I truly believe if you've got something to say that you feel will benefit other people, yeah then you have a duty to say it. And I think what's always next for me is keeping that ladder down for other females. I want to be that woman that wasn't there for me and to really see her and help her and empower her, understand her journey. And um, I learned so much from that as well, which is great. Maxine, oh my goodness, thank you so much for joining us today. This I could talk for another hour. This well, is amazing. Thank you for joining us and giving us your time. You're most welcome. So inspirational. Um, and so if we've got any absolutists listening to us, please do go to the Facebook page for Absolute Collagen. Uh, carry on the conversation with us um, for Friday Takeaway. Please do email us, comment. We would love to hear your feedback as well. And thank you so much for listening and thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me. It's been a lovely couple of hours. But then I... Ego. We love talking about ourselves, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)